0: Hello and welcome to the Harvard EdCast, a series of conversations with thought leaders in the field of education from across the country and around the world. I'm your host, Matt Weber, and today on this EdCast, we are going to answer the question, what can the world learn from educational change in Finland? And lucky enough... We're here with the author who has that question in the title of his book, Finnish Lessons. He's the Director General of center of the Center for International Mobility and Cooperation. His name is Pasi Salberg. Welcome to the Harvard EdCast. So, so Pasi, I mean, that's a big question asked. What can the world learn from the educational change uh, that's happening in Finland? And everyone knows, we've read all the reports, that the Finland education system is so, so great. And we focus in America on so many things. Uh, I mean, there's a big question to ask right in the beginning, but what is Finland doing so right? Um,
1: you know, I think that the main answer to this question is that what other countries can learn from, from the Finnish experience is that there's another way to uh, reform uh, your education system. The interesting part of the Finnish story is that we have been traveling very different pathway to the uh, be one of the recognized school systems in the world and uh, with this title I, I also actually want to emphasize the the word learning that we, we are we are in the business of learning from one another and this Finnish story is also a clear um, kind of evidence that if you want to, um, have a better school system for your children, you must learn from other countries. And, and this is what Finland has been doing, doing during the course of the last 50 years really. And the United States, this country, has been a great inspiration and source of ideas for us. So that's, that's why I want to call this a, what can the world learn from Finland because we have to continue learning from one
0: another. Yeah, that's a great question. So I'm curious, I mean, a lot of people say, what, what can we learn from Finland? What has Finland learned from America in terms of what, what we do best? And what has Finland also learned from other countries?
1: You know, many people who come from this country to Finland, and and luckily we have—I have had a pleasure to host many, many people from the United States, and many of them, when they leave, uh, uh, leave my country, they say that uh, things like. uh, well, this looks pretty much like uh, what the what John Dewey was writing about 100 years ago about the progressive education and, and you know child centred mm-hmm. pedagogy and focus on uh, on um, problem solving and all these things. Um, I, I think Finland has learned from the United States this whole ethos of of child friendly schooling, something that focuses on what children really need. Uh, and not only what the adults think is a good thing for kids, but also if you look at the uh, the Finnish classrooms or Finnish schools today, uh, many of the things we do in, um, in teaching methods, for example, how, how teachers teach, uh, how they evaluate and assess what the students are learning. Uh, you look at the school improvement models or I- even leadership models in the schools. Um, many of those ideas uh, date back to uh, the work that has been done in this country and also this university here.
0: A lot of people, when they talk about education reform in America, here are some of the words that they throw out. They throw competition, choice, testing, privatization, and maybe perhaps in the Finnish model, they trust-based professionalism, inclusion, equity, collaborative. Are, is this an accurate statement? Yeah, I think it is. And and again, you know, if
1: I recall back to um, uh, many other people who have been uh, coming to Finland from here, uh, what they conclude after spending a week uh, in uh, looking at our schools and uh, um, and communities and talking to students and teachers is that uh, Finland is not only doing things differently to uh, what the United States, many parts of the United States is doing, but it looks almost the opposite. Just, just like you said, that um, uh, we uh, I, I see the, the competition as a kind of a grand idea of education improvement, probably the most problematic thing of all of these things. Because many of these things that you mentioned, choice, testing, standards, kind of a race to the top idea, uh, is, is driven by this uh, obsession of, uh, of com- competition. And I think uh, it's probably not fair to say that Finland as a nation would be completely you know, build on collaboration and cooperation and, and helping and networking, but we try to keep education very clearly out of this thing. And we 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 understand in Finland that education is not like a private corporation. That you you of think about education uh, the way you think about you know running the business or something like this. And that's why I think um, the, the the first thing you mentioned, uh, competition versus collaboration, cooperation is the the most in, in interest in, interesting one.
0: I'm curious uh, you host a lot of people when they come to Finland and you show them how your school system works, and how how education is in Finland. I'm curious what does that week look like? Uh, you know, do you have a sort of Finland school <laughs> tour that you take people on each week and then what is it that you want to highlight and what is it, what are the takeaways for those people when they leave?
1: Yeah. Well, um, often people want to see the same things. It doesn't matter whether you are an American visitor or somebody from Singapore or China, people want to see classrooms, they want to, to talk to teachers and principals, they want to see teacher education, they want to see uh, local education authorities, what they do, uh, universities, they want to meet the minister and all these things. So a typical week pretty, mu- pretty much looks the same way. Actually, we have so many visitors now in, uh, in Finland that. Uh, Sometimes we say that the, the the name of our Ministry of Education and Culture should be Ministry of Education and Tourism <laughs> because there's so, <laughs> there's so many it's people helping, coming. Right? Yeah, <laughs> but you know, um, you know, my own theory is, and my ex- uh, own experience also in in, in this type of um, uh, you, you know hosting visitors and trying to explain them the secrets and and all, all these details about Finnish education is that if you really want to understand what's why Finland or any other country is doing so well in. Uh, in, in educational uh, comparisons um, that, you know, my, f- my sense is that m- many of these things you cannot see in a school because in Finland, for example, children go to school when they are seven. So they spend seven years of their lives somewhere else that is not the school and, and much of this foundation is laid there in terms of uh, whether you'll be a good learner or not. Then in Finland, school days are relatively shorter than they are here and m- many other countries, so it means that kids spend a lot of time outside of the school, and it has everything to do with you know, you know what they learn even in in math and science and reading all these things so you know this kind of um puts people visitors in a difficult situation because they if you only look at the classrooms, if you only go and have a kind of a glimpse of the what the teacher is doing or what the kids are doing, you will actually never understand why. Finnish kids are doing so well in, uh, in in school in general. So that's why, you know, I try to help people to you know go beyond c- classrooms and and you know see what the kids do before they come to school, uh, try to understand you know what how they spend their evenings and and how much they take part in the the uh, voluntary activities of sports or recreation or these things. But you know you ask the question about what what people get out of the week that they spend. Many of the uh, visitors from the United States, when I and I ask this question every time, that what are you, when you go home, what, what what is the story that you tell to your loved ones or your colleagues or people there? And many people say the things like, now I know how trust looks like. Because people here, they speak a lot about we have to trust teachers, we have to trust schools and these things. But you don't really know how does it look like. But if, you know, Finland is able to show this, uh, this thing. People also s- tell me things like, now i understand what is the um, what is the relationship between being responsible for something and to be held accountable for something Uh, because responsibility is much more common thing in finland in finnish schools than accountability and uh, you know i think these are these are really great great lessons because they help people to go beyond the words of you know trust and accountability and responsibility and these things if you see them in action mm-hmm. and i think uh, probably not in many uh, all the schools in finland but in many schools you, you are able to see these things
0: And talk about the role of the teacher and the way that they're really revered in Finland and and paid paid very well uh, in the sense of, typically in America, most people don't look at teachers with as much respect as they should, but is that not the case in Finland?
1: No, I think teachers in general are are very highly respected and highly regarded. One thing is that when, when our treasury... Um, annually asks taxpayers uh, how much they trust and can rely on public institutions we have two public institutions that rank higher than anybody else and that's the the police uh, force and public education Um, and of course if you have if you trust schools like you trust police you trust teachers like you trust uh, or respect uh, the police uh, in, in in my country so you know teachers are not really so well-paid in my country, they they have a salary that we say is very close to the national average wage. Um, But I think, you know, my experience is that most teachers in Finland see things directly related to their work in the school and with the children and other colleagues much more important than they see the salary or other things. And since we give teachers a lot of freedom, uh, autonomy, independence in their work, we treat them like we treat medical doctors or dentists or architects. Uh, in other words, we understand that teachers' work is not only uh, working full day in a classroom with children, which is of course the, the most important thing in their work, but we also allow them with the time to you know, sit down together with other professionals, other teachers, and, th- and really have a conversation about the most important thing in their work, like planning, setting their own standards and goals, thinking about implementation, how do we teach, how do, how do we get most out of these things, and also give them authority over assessing and evaluating the how well students have been learning these things. And when I look at the education systems around the world, including United States in many parts, I can see that you know these three important elements of teachers' work have become, become more and more kind of a narrow in, in terms of how teachers can influence in these things. And I think, you, you know, if we had a similar thing in our schools than, for example, you have here in terms of how, how much freedom and autonomy teachers have, we probably would have lower respect and, and lower trust also in, in teachers. And we certainly would have much less young people who wouldn't want to become teachers in Finland.
0: So not all of us can go to Finland and have your week-long tour. Uh, so when you do come to America, you're here at Harvard today to give a talk, you're giving a podcast right now, you're bringing Finland to us, and you wrote a book, Finish Lessons. You know, What is it that your, your hope is, that you're going to give a talk in about a half hour, and in 90 minutes, people are going to leave that room? Uh, people are going to buy your book, Finish Lessons, buy it on Amazon, right? <laughs> no, right. <laughs> yeah. They finish the talk, they, they finish hearing you, they finish the book. What is your hope for them that they do with this, this new knowledge? Well, it's exactly hope. You know, that's, that's what
1: I, I've been around this country now. I've been doing this uh, touring around the United States for the last three years. I've been almost everywhere, almost every state here. Uh, I'm going to Alaska tomorrow. Um, and I say the same thing everywhere that, you know, if there's one thing that I, I wish that you will take away from our 90 minutes um, time together, it's that don't give up, that there's always hope, that if, if you need one example, uh, that change is possible that you can you can fix the school system you can you can build the, the public school system where every child will learn uh, and where teachers are respected and and parents taxpayers uh, you know feel happy about what they have. Look at Finland and if we can do it, then also I argue that many of your states can do this i 'm not saying that you, you you should compare Finland to the United States, and this is a kind of a mistake that people often make. If you want to compare United States as an education system uh, with anything, then it should be Europe, European Union. Uh, but Finland should be compared to Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Finland should be compared to Kentucky or Iowa or Colorado or something like this. And there are many states, in my book I say that there are about 30 states here in the United States that are about the size of Finland or smaller. So there are many places here in the United States where you can take this hope and 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 try to you know th- rethink and and look at your own education system uh, more closely w- what i'm going to say also this uh, during my talk here and i'm i'm very uh, clear about this in my book is that but don't try these things so that you imitate or you copy mm-hmm. finland and you think that you can do you 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 can you can um, uh, implement the things that we have been doing in any parts of the United States. Don't do this. This is, a, uh, like I said in the in the beginning, this is about learning from one another. This is about understanding the cultural differences. But still, many of these things that we are doing, um, uh, you can replicate in other other places. But you have to be very careful with this. Uh,
0: Mr. Solberg, where can they buy the book? Finnish lessons. What can the world learn from educational change in Finland?
1: Well, you know, I'm very proud that this book was published by. Uh, w- one of the most famous uh, educational publisher here, the, the Teachers College Press in, in Columbia University. So that's that's where it is, and it's widely available also in um, uh, in the Amazon uh, bookstore. I'm also very pleased to provide this book now in Spanish as well. It's in Chinese, uh, it's in Korean, Swedish, about 12 different languages, and I think this also indicates that there's a there's a lot of interest in. Um, not only, you know, looking at the, what the Finns have been doing in education but looking at what the other countries are doing, you know, looking at your neighbor and asking questions that what are you doing and is there anything we can learn from you.
0: And yeah. after they buy the book and they book their plane ticket to Finland, I mean, what's a good restaurant and a good sight to <laughs> see? I know you're in education and tourism now.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think the, the more important uh, advice is to, to pick up the right time of the year. So I wouldn't recommend anybody to come between, let's say, uh, November and uh, February. So if you come, make sure that you come in April, May, or August, September. And uh, if you come, give me a call. I'll I'll show you a good restaurant. Oh, there you go. (laughs) That's the first time we've ever had that on the show. Thank you so
0: much, Pasi Selberg, for being on the EdCast. Thank you so much. This has been the Harvard EdCast, a production of the Harvard Graduate School of Education. I'm your host, Matt Weber. Thank you kindly for listening. The Harvard Graduate School of Education, working at the nexus of practice, policy, and research.